Hey guys, it's Kendra. Welcome back to Trap of Unicorns. Another episode for you. And today we are talking to Barbara, who is an HSP coach. And if you don't know, HSP stands for Highly Sensitive Person. Every person I've interviewed in this podcast has opened my eyes to something new and I've discovered something else about myself. So HSP, highly sensitive person, I'm sure a lot of you are going to listen to this the way I did and really kind of recognize a lot of what she's saying in yourself and how we can own this and make it our superpower. So take a listen, grab a cup of coffee, let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to Tribe of Unicorns. I'm your host, Kendra Beavis, and today I'm sitting with HSP coach Barbara. How are you today? Oh, hi, Kendra. I'm so excited to be on your show today. I am very well. Thank you for asking. How are you? Good, good. I'm so excited to talk to you. We did a little pre-chat, um, so we uh, we have a, a lot to talk about, and I have a ton of questions, but I would love to hear about your journey um, I've read a little bit about you and I, I would love to fill people in on, on how you got to where you are today. Okay. Wonderful. Um, well, do you want me to start at the beginning or do you want me to start at what I'm currently doing and then work on how I got there? Yeah. Let's, let's fill people in on what actually an HSP coach is. Um, and then yeah, how you found yourself, um, in this space. Yes. Perfect. Well, an, um, an HSP coach, or actually I call myself more a transformation and an empowerment coach, but HSP coach, HSP stands for highly sensitive person. So and basically I coach highly sensitive people, but also intuitive people, empath people, people that they call star seeds, light workers, dark workers. There are so many words for the people that I coach. And it all comes down to people who have always felt like they were weird or strange or like they didn't fit into this world, but have this deep desire to be connected to their authentic self so that they can live the life that they really want to live and I help them to unleash the power that is already within them and to get more clarity on what's really important to them. And then I help them get there. So that's, that's what I do right now. And I started doing this because I myself always felt weird or strange or like I didn't fit into the world. And I thought that nobody was like me, that nobody seemed to think like me, act like me, uh, talk like me be like me and that made me feel like there was something wrong with me like mm -hmm. i couldn't be my real self i often got told oh but you're far too serious you have to learn to shield yourself more or you shouldn't take everything to heart you need to learn how to let things go yeah. you really need to develop a thicker skin and yeah in in, in hearing all these things i just i felt like I cannot be mean. People will not accept me. And I felt weird, yeah, like I said. And, and I honestly, there was a, a large time in my life where I thought, seriously thought that there was something wrong with me. Yeah. And, and I remember very clearly in that time that I, I thought I, I need to be the person that people want me to be. I need to be the person that people uh, would want to talk to, would want to be friends with, uh, would want to love, would want to hang out with. So... I forced myself to be big and strong and to show a brave face to the outside world and, and to do what I thought that what was expected of me. And for a long time, 
I did everything in my power to please other people, uh, putting on different masks in the process, but not realizing that that was what I was doing. Yeah. And if we fast forward to when I was 32 and I was still working for a boss then, uh, on contrary to what I'm right now, I used to work in IT. For uh, 17 years, I was a, a web designer, web developer, programmer, and then a project manager. So something completely different. And I was working in this, in this IT company and I was under a lot of pressure. I was managing a project that wasn't going smoothly at all. And I wasn't given authority by my boss. And every time something went wrong, they threw me under the bus. And yeah, my team couldn't really work and they looked at me for providing for solutions and I didn't get any leeway in actually providing those solutions. So I felt like I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. And at the same time, my boyfriend of seven years just totally unexpectedly ended our relationship. We didn't have any fights. We didn't have any words or we were just watching TV like normal. And, and he got up, I thought, to go to bed. And he told me, you know, I'm done with this relationship and I want you to move out at the end of the week. And my whole world just crumbled. I was already under a lot of pressure for a long time. And then that, on top of it, I couldn't deal. I, I ended up in a severe burnout and I lost complete touch with myself. I knew that things were happening and I sort of knew what I was supposed to do. But mm -hmm. here where my feeling side was, you know, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't keep on anymore. There were just so many emotions that I didn't know how to handle because that was the part of myself that I had pushed away. The sensitive right. part. The feeling part, you know? And yeah, I. That must have been like a truck falling on you because to not yes. have to face emotions for so long and then and pushing them off. And now here they are in your face. Yeah, I, I, I remember from that period, I just, I couldn't stop crying. I was so completely overwhelmed and exhausted also. And all I could think was, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? I don't understand. I, I, I'm a good person. I, I work hard and, and why is this happening? And in that period, I remember talking to my boss and um, we were talking about um, yeah, how I, I got there, what happened. And in that time, he told me, oh, but you are an HSP. Uh, because my wife is an HSP and you know you're you're so much the same and then he moved on with the rest of his talk and because he used HSP I had no clue what he was saying I actually thought he was calling me a name because he was disappointed in me for for failing him or something those were my my thoughts at that time and I discovered um, after going to my workplace and, and googling HSP that HSP stands for highly sensitive person and I started reading about how sensitivity and what high sensitivity meant. And then suddenly, you know, it hit me. Oh my God, I'm not weird. I'm not strange. I am highly sensitive. Yeah. And I'm also not the only one. There are other people like me. And I started reading everything I could find about high sensitivity. I joined uh, Fora and I started reading other people's stories. And it was either, oh my God, I had that happen to me too. Or it was, oh, that didn't happen to me, but I so understand where you're coming from. And it felt like I came home to myself. 
all of a sudden all these things about myself that I didn't understand before started to make sense. Like normally I'm just, I'm a, a bubbly, happy, cheerful person. And all of a sudden I could be completely um, crying or, or incredibly sad or just some emotion that I just didn't know where it was coming from. And my mom would ask me, Yo, what's, what's going on? Are you hurt? Did somebody hit you? Did somebody yell at you, call you a name? Or, you know, all the reasons why a little girl could cry. And, and I was like, no, and no, and no, and I don't know. And I really didn't know. And it wasn't until I discovered that high sensitivity also means that we are able to experience other people's emotions as if they are our own that I started to realize, oh, that's why I never knew why I was so sad. It was not my sadness. Yeah. yeah. I was crying the tears, I was showing the emotion, but it was not my sadness. So that's why I could never tell anybody, why are you so sad? I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to just tell you guys real quick that we are officially sponsored by Embody Me. Embody Me is a one-stop shop virtual wellness studio for busy people like myself and yourself. Um, the coolest thing I like about Embody Me is that it is a live stream yoga, fitness, meditation, breath work, EFT tapping, moon ceremonies, intuitive dance, really kind of all in one place. And the instructors on Embody Me are just top-notch, the sweetest, most educated, I've had the best experiences working up with them. And it's not like one of those things where it's one-sided. They can see you, you interact, they support you through everything. It's been an absolutely incredible experience. And I love that I can fit it in in between podcast episodes or client meetings. And the platform itself, the functionality is really spectacular. So Amber is actually the founder of Embody Me. She's one of our unicorns. And if you haven't heard that episode yet, I will link the episode in the show notes so definitely check that out but right now the tribe audience if you want to give it a shot you would get a free seven-day trial and 20% off on your first month by using code unicorns so sign up at embodyme.live and again I'll have the link in the show notes so you can check it out and let me know what you think I want to know what your favorite class has been that you've taken so far for me my somatic uh, somatic yoga experience was a somatic movement, I believe it was called. That was the best. Um, so check out embodyme.live and let me know what you think. You know, and those types of things that were so valuable to discover those parts of yourself, to discover why you think differently than other people um, and why you behave the way you do and why things seem to be so important to me that are absolutely not important to other people or seem to be not important to other people at least. And yeah, it has to do with our, our ability of um, acquiring information but also processing information. Mm -hmm. So, you know, about 80% of the world is not highly sensitive and 20% is highly sensitive. And to put that into perspective, 11% of the entire world's population is left-handed. So 20% of the entire world population is highly sensitive. Wow. So you probably know a lot of left-handed people. Yeah, I am. And 
yeah see and high sensitivity ranks even higher so most of us we think oh i don't know any highly sensitive people but chances are you do but you're just not recognizing them because yeah. it's not as obvious as writing with your left hand and for us i always say we have this sensory antenna and that is what you hear what you see what you smell what you touch what you taste um, and also what you feel and for highly sensitive people that antenna is just much more sensitive they actually showed this with an MRI. They put, uh, let's say, a normal person, so one of the 80% category, and a highly sensitive person under the MRI. And they showed them the exact same images, videos, sound clips, you know, everything exactly the same. And what they saw was that for the highly sensitive person, a lot more areas of the brain light up when they are exposed to the same type of information. So that means that we literally hear more see more, taste more, smell more, yeah. touch more, feel more, experience more. But it means that there, yeah, it, it, there's a lot more information coming in, which is one of the reasons why we are more prone to a burnout and, and becoming overwhelmed and drained energetically. Um, but the other part indeed is that we process it on a much deeper level, deeper level and we process it also much quicker. So one of the things that I always had when I was working for a boss and that many of my clients also experience is um, when somebody comes and offers a solution to a problem, we are then able to very quickly see, okay, then this happened, that, 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 oh, that's not going to work. Yeah. And I was working in IT. Yeah. Big so that was like a superpower. Yeah, a big part of my job is to come with solutions for problems, but they always saw me as nagging or negative because I would say, oh, the solution doesn't work, but it's not coming from a place of negativity or a place of nagging. You just it's had that foresight. So yeah. We can see the ramifications of each action and then we see, oh, but that's not going to have the intended result. Yeah. And when you then express that, people tell you, oh, you're always so negative. Oh her again you know <laughs> it's never okay for you and uh, part of what i teach people is how to handle things like that how to get to know the ins and the outs of your user manual how things work for you how that differs from other people uh, if we go back to this example for instance um the solution is not to tell people what the end result is of your conclusion the solution is to help those people reach the same conclusion yes that's a really good point hand, right yeah, yeah, for sure. Because then it doesn't seem like you're poo-pooing their their direction. Yes, you're just on their parade, <laughs> helping them get there quicker. <laughs> yes, that yes. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so you need to uh, take people by the hand through your thought process mm -hmm. so by asking questions. So if this is your solution, then what happens here in this area? Mm -hmm. And then let them come up with the answer and say, indeed. And if that happens in that area, what, what happens then here? Yeah. And again, let them come with the, with the answer and then continue to do that until you reach what it was about. And then they will say, oh my God, it's not going to work. And then uh, you're zero instead of the, the always negative one. Right. And then they can start to trust what you're actually saying because they know that you always get there quicker. And you. Yes, but a lot of people have their ego in the way for That's doing true. that. So, even if they have experienced uh, this once, that doesn't mean that the next time you can just say it's not going to work, then they will regard you with the same manner. So 
I found that this is one of my superpowers, this, this quick ability of shifting and, mm -hmm. and seeing results and seeing how everything's interwoven and how it connects and where it will end up. And yeah, most people do not have that ability, but an Achilles heel of the highly sensitive person is that we often think that what we do is normal. Yeah. That everybody can do it. So we don't see it as something valuable. We don't see it as something special. Uh, and basically we think that everybody can do what we do. So we kind of also expect other people to be able to do this. Right. And that's why we often say, oh, that's not going to work because we think, well, if I can figure that out, you can figure that out, right? right. <laughs> not rocket science. Right. That's usually what we think. But for them, it might be rocket science because their brain doesn't work that way. And yeah, it's it's so frustrating to always be the one that's designated as the negative one while you're just trying to help because that's our deepest desire, um, helping people and, and making things better and mm -hmm. having a positive contribution to whatever it is that you're working on. Yeah. What would be another superpower of an HSP? Well, another superpower of mine is uh, in my work, what did I do right now? But also when I was working for the boss was... Um, they always took me when we were going to talk with the clients because I'm communicative, um, yeah. but I also have the technical know-how so I can yeah, build the, the bridge between what the customer wants uh, and what is technically possible in, in building or creating. Uh, so that the translation skill is one of my superpowers. But besides that, my other superpower is that I am able to listen what is not being said. I can read between the lines. Mm -hmm. So... That meant that when clients were explaining what they wanted from us, what they wanted us to build, I could hear, oh, but it's not exactly this, but I think this is actually what it is that you really need based yeah. on what you're telling me that you're experiencing. So then I would know exactly what questions to ask, which is also very useful in my coaching. Right. And people can tell me what's going on with them. And then I get this mental image of what's the underlying pattern but a true coach helps people to get there themselves. Right, right. Instead of telling them what the issue is. So then I know exactly what questions to ask. And like taking them by the hand, same principle as, as the other example, taking them by the hand to discover themselves what it is that they need to do. So with clients, I could then propose uh, a, a project proposal of the thing that I actually thought that they needed. And right. more often than not, I got the response like, Oh my God, you read my mind. How do you do that? Wow. Yeah, I get that. That's really interesting. I, I didn't do any research on what a highly sensitive person, the characteristics or traits are, but like you're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Most of us, we identify strongly with the unicorn. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's not just this. Another reason why we are prone to a burnout is because we tend to be perfectionists. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that your house is perfect and that everything is spotless and everything has its place because it's far from true in my house. That's you why know, I've always thought I'm not a perfectionist. Yes, but it's not in that. It's I want to do everything perfect for other people. I want yes. to do my job to the best of my ability. Yes. Raise the bar really high, especially for myself. Yeah. The things I would take from other people, like showing up a couple minutes late or uh, maybe not having done everything. And then you think, oh, yeah, but you have this and this and this going on. I understand that. For other people, we could do that. But right. for ourselves, it's like, no, no, 
no, you promised to be there, so you need to be there. You cannot cancel. You mm -hmm. promised to be there too, so you need to be there too. Not five over two, two, or probably five, four, two, but definitely on time. Yeah. And that's also with the, with the quality of your work that you do. You want to do the best you can do for the people that you're trying to help. Yep. But that's also perfectionism. So it's not about having every hair in its place or every item in your house in its place or always having everything spotless because no yeah. that's not happening in this house either <laughs> i've got like my son's three pairs of jeans that he gave me this morning that he grew out of behind me like yeah no there's no <laughs> no for me also yeah but yeah I... for sure with the work and service yes. and how i show up for people like yeah Oh, that's 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 a big part also in why we can get overwhelmed. So you have the, also the, um, uh, the, the 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 all the information that's coming in, and then expecting so much from yourself, mm -hmm. pushing yourself, and then we often are not in touch with our body or not in touch enough with our body. So we either do not notice the signals or we ignore the signals. We are also kings in ignoring signals that are actually telling us to slow down because we either not recognize that they're telling us to slow down or we overrule everything with our mind because yeah, we have a deadline and, and it needs to get done. And hey, your, your child needs to go to school or you need to do whatever. And, and then we push ourselves even though we're tired or we have a headache or uh, we, um, threw up this morning or you know whatever things could have happened and yeah we are very strict for ourselves and often also our inner dialogue can be not very motivating mm -hmm. <laughs> and telling yourself uh, how how could you do this and and i thought we were better than this and and being very strict in the way that you speak to yourself in your head as well so those are also factors that play in and then we have the whole the whole energy and emotion takeover thing Okay, so, so talk about that. Yeah, there are, there are, it works both ways. We can either take over other people's energy and emotions. And if people are happy around us, you know, that's wonderful because mm -hmm. their happiness will then be infectious and, and you will start to be happy and, and then that will multiply and everybody's really happy and that's just wonderful. Yeah. But if there are people in your environment that are sad or angry or hurt, you also take over everything if you don't learn how to shield yourself for it. Right. And that's one of the things that I do with people, learning how to not have that happen, how to control that. But if you don't know how to do that, you're like a sponge. You're sucking up everything. Mm -hmm. So also all the negative information. And when you don't know that that is happening, then you start wondering, how, how did this happen? Right. How did I start feeling this way? Why am I feeling this way? How can I stop feeling this way? And you get into this negative cycle of thinking, which leads to like a negative downward spiral. And that's definitely not getting better. So and that's, that's one end of the spectrum. But the other end is also that because we are so open, there are people in this world that I like, to, no, not like, but that I usually call energy vampires. Yeah. Those are I know what you're talking about. That, yeah, they, they sort of latch on to you and they love talking with you because after talking with you, they always feel better. Right, but you're drained. Yes, yes. Yeah. So those are the energy vampires. And, and most of the time, they're not aware that they are doing this. They're not doing this um, on purpose, but they are doing that. And, and then they, they suck you dry of your energy. So 
a combination of all these things makes us more stress prone and uh, easily more easily burned out than uh, the other 80 percent and that's often how people come to me they're feeling drained they're feeling exhausted they're unhappy in their current life they are lacking passion they're lacking motivation they're lacking self-knowledge and um sometimes it can even be as bad as not wanting to go on anymore not really finding any pleasure mere in life even though they should be extremely happy they have a job they have maybe even somebody that loves them and still they're miserable and they don't know why and they're ashamed for it Mm. and that happens a lot um sometimes also people that are a little bit further along that are already aware that they are either highly sensitive or at least uh, different than the rest of the world and maybe already did some inner work and have come to the conclusion that um, the modern day world as it is is just not suitable for them and and they want something else but what you know where do i go what do i do because if i look around honestly everybody seems to be miserable so that seems to be the thing in life so yeah how come i cannot just settle for that right that is yeah that question why is it that some people can just go to a job every day that they mediocre mediocrely like and others will not settle yes i think it has to do with both your intelligence your empathy and your calling mm-hmm. so if you're just not very smart and i don't mean that in a denigrating or negative way but you know some people are just a little bit smarter than other people if you're not very smart and you have a job that keeps you fed and has a roof over your head you have a wife maybe you have children and you have an awesome hobby that makes you happy then yeah your life is good but if you feel there's more to life than just that you feel you have this calling this 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 thing that's pulling at you that's asking you to do more in this world, to make a difference in this world, to contribute to this world, then you can never be happy with a life like that. Uh, even if you're not that smart, then you will still have this issue. If, if you have that calling, then you need to do something. And if you're then also smart, and a lot of highly sensitive people are also highly gifted, so that means they have a very high IQ, then you can definitely not settle for mediocre because your mind won't let you, you see too much, you understand too much, and that makes you restless and unhappy with the current situation and also seeking for more. For me, I'm I'm highly gifted. I'm also a high sensation seeker. That means that I also love um, stimuli. Mm -hmm. So 70% of of highly sensitive people are introverted, but 30% are extroverted. Most Mm -hmm. people think that all highly sensitive people are introverted, but that's not true. Mm -hmm. I am, for instance, an extroverted, highly sensitive person. And that makes it great within my business, you know, doing live videos, giving interviews, uh, giving workshops, uh, becoming a speaker, uh, all things that might not be that great for an introverted person, a really introverted person. But the introverted person gets their energy from being alone from spending a lot of alone time, um, doing their own thing and just uh, being by themselves and having to be in a situation with a lot of other people drains them quickly. Mm-hmm. That's true for the introverted person. But the extroverted person usually 
um, gets their energy from interaction with other people. Mm-hmm. Being around other people, having fun with other people. Uh, Starting a podcast and, and talking to people. <laughs> yes, exactly. But when you're a high sensation seeker, you're a bit of both. Um, yeah. So you need, you crave excitement. If things become too dull, it begets, it gets boring and it gets you know, monotone and then, and then things go bad because we don't take that very well. We, it, it's like uh, not a, a burnout, but a bore out, yeah. <laughs> you know, if it's, it comes too boring. So we need excitement and we need to be around other people. And then we go out and we do our stuff, but then it can be like all of a sudden it's too much. And then you have to withdraw. And you have to be by yourself. And I take out the doorbell, I switch off the telephone. And sometimes if I'd waited too long, then it requires an entire day of uh, network Netflix binge watching on the couch by myself yeah. um, to be yeah, normal or to feel like myself again. Because then I was with too many people too long. Right, right. Wow. So um, do you find that HSPs are usually creative? or and tend to go in a on a creative path for their even for their jobs yes most hsps are very creative and um i actually started studied interior decorating Mm -hmm. that was what i want to do which is a very creative thing i always love drawing um painting uh, photography uh, I also crochet and knit and do all those things nowadays. So I'm, I'm creative in very many ways, but I also build my own furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sand my own, you know, whatever needs to be sanded. I, you know, it's, I discovered I'm a multi-potentialite. So I have many different talents and I like many different things and I tend to be good at many different things. But creativeness is foremost in in most things that I do and it's also something that is a big help in your business because you get creative ideas it's not just Mm -hmm. making something or building something but it's also in your mind eh? so a lot of uh, highly sensitive people either go into um, help providing work Mm-hmm. like uh, healthcare, but also accountants, uh, things with numbers, every profession that helps somebody in some capacity, or they go into creative professions. Um, could be artists, could be singers, uh, stuff like that. And, and most of them are highly sensitive people. Yes. Do, out of the box. do highly sensitive people work better on a different type of schedule than typical? Yes. Yes. And does that differ for every different person or? A highly sensitive person. I am, for instance, more of a night owl than an early bird. Mm-hmm. So I always had a big problem with um, being at work at 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. I, my normal wake up time is eight. So I cannot be somewhere so a half hour later. You know, that's it's not what I want. And um, being a business owner is one of the perks that you can decide when you start and how long you work and when you work and with whom you work, you know, it gives a lot of freedom. Um, but I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so we were talking about schedules, like what works best for an What I find is... Um, most highly sensitive people don't like it when they need to fit themselves into somebody else's schedule. We need to be able to make our own schedule. And, and that's how I, I got to the early burden out things. So it's with time, but it's also with activities. 
sometimes when I was pondering a difficult question, finding a, needed to find a solution for something, um, I need to just play solitaire on the computer or mm -hmm. I need to go walking in nature or just do something completely different. And then in the background, my mind still works. It's still working. Busy. And the solution comes if I do other things. If I keep at my workstation and try to force it, I get blocked and it doesn't come. So that is one of the things, but also we need to have a lot of autonomy in the things we do. Mm -hmm. So if you give us a project and you say, well, you need to have this done in this way on day one and this on day two in this May and, and this on day three in this manner, that's like choking us to death. It's, it's horrible. So what works best for us is to say, you have a month. This is what the end result needs to be. Good luck. Yeah, right. I'll get there. Yes. And then usually what happens is that we don't even, we don't uh, only make the desired end result, but usually it's, it's five times better or we come up with two or three other things right. while doing that as well. So we tend to do much more. You're if freaking you me out through. right now because you are so explaining everything that I've ever felt about myself or what I do. And I ask myself these questions all the time. Like, why can't I just like be, you know, my business is really good and successful. And like, why am I always striving for the next thing or more, or like that nagging feeling that there's something else bigger that I'm supposed to be serving or doing, or, and mm. I even asked my husband this recently, like why, why he goes to work nine to five. He loves that. He loves his life. He loves going to the beach. He has, uh, every other Friday off in the summer, like he just is happy, happy, happy. Mm. And I'm just like, that would drive me nuts. I, I just, it, and it's something I've always struggled with. Why, mm -hmm. I guess, why am I like this? <laughs> it's, I think it's because we have this inner drive. Mm -hmm. We need the, um, the excitement, but also the challenge. Mm -hmm. We, die when things get monotone and boring so it's not that we are not happy with what we have but it's the the fine line between needing to be challenged and being happy where you are so there always needs to be some form of challenge in it but never yeah. too much oh i love every like i'm never felt more joy in my life but there's still always like this thing like you know i guess that is what creates the happiness for me or um, what about music? Because I, I could be having like the lowest energy day, just feeling really down. But if I immerse myself in music, I'm like, it changes everything for me. Is that very typical? Yes. Yes. Music, it has multiple, uh, very strong effects. It can also take you back to memories. I have mm -hmm. this song and whenever I hear it, I am 14, I am at the carnival and I am in the octopus and it is spinning around and yeah. I'm sitting in it and I feel this weightlessness, yeah. and slight nausea and I'm, I'm back there instantly. Yeah. We can also have that with smell, for instance, that it yeah. transports you back. But music is also one of the tools that I uh, use when uh, I help people create their own rescue kit, the kit that you can use when you're overwhelmed or yeah. uh, not feeling okay. And music is a part of that in the form that I then tell them to create a playlist, a happy list. So I have a happy list on my Spotify that has 
no matter how shitty I feel, I just, I become happy when yeah. I listen to them and my energy starts flowing and yeah, it gets me out of a funk every time. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also have a cry list. If I feel I need to cry and it's not coming <laughs> and I go there. That'll do it. Yeah, oh but also um, solfeggio frequencies. For instance, there are a lot of, uh, they discovered frequencies that vibrate on certain levels mm -hmm. and they call them Solveggio frequencies and they okay. made songs with them on, there are a lot of free ones on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I listen to them at night because they help me to um, stay on a high vibration level. And for the people that know what vibration is, then this part might not be so interesting, but basically everything in our world vibrates on a certain level, on a certain frequency. Mm -hmm. And the same is also with our emotions, with our physical reality and with the things that we desire. And the, usually the things we desire are happiness and freedom and love and wealth, for instance. But those are all high frequency, high vibrational things. And if we are then feeling angry and sad and worried and doubtful, those are low vibrational frequencies. So if you are vibrating at a low frequency, then you will never attract love mm -hmm. because there's just a vibrational mismatch. You will attract more of the things that you're vibrating with. So then you can use the, the solfeggio frequencies um, to raise your vibration um, while sleeping, for instance, mm. so that you can start to match what it is that you want to attract in your life. A lot of times I'll use sleep as like a reset because sometimes I just can't figure out why my, my, I guess my vibe is so in such a weird place. And that mm -hmm. time of sleeping helps me wake up in a different, in a different mindset and a different vibe. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, Highly sensitive people who have not learned how to protect their energy yet and how to uh, handle their high sensitivity in, in a productive, positive way. Um, they process everything that happens during the day at night in their sleep. That is why we usually also need eight to nine hours of sleep more than the most people because yeah, a lot more information, a lot more to process, more sleep. Um, and if you learn the techniques that I can teach about how to not take everything in, how to not give it away, and how to um, empty your bucket, so to say, your, your energetic bucket during the day, then you don't need so much sleep to process your day. Then you have other tools or other means at your disposal of changing your mind state or changing your mm -hmm. energy state or changing your emotion state. Um, but if you don't know how to do any of that, if you're just um, completely new to it or, or haven't done any work on yourself with, in this regards yet, then sleep is usually the, the only way to, to reset. Yeah. Mm. Is it genetic? Yes, it's hereditary. Okay. Um, what does a person look like when they're unaware that they're a highly sensitive person? Well, physically the same as the, the ones right. that are aware, but um, what they might experience is just being exhausted all the time, being overwhelmed all the time, um, needing a lot of sleep, uh, usually in low vibrational energies thoughts. So a lot of worries, a lot of doubts, a lot of fears, a lot of anxiety, mm -hmm. um, generally a lot of wanting, mm -hmm. wanting for a better future, wanting for a bigger house, wanting for a partner in life, wanting for more friends, uh, wanting for more success in business, a lot of wanting. Right, interesting. So 
I love the idea of a recovery kit. Um, what is another step someone can take if they realize, oh my, if they're listening to this right now and they're like, holy crap, that's me. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, don't know which way to turn. Um, mm. what do you recommend? I mean, obviously we should come see you. <laughs> yeah. There, there are many things you can do. So it, it kind of depends on, on where you are. Some people first want to find out if they are really it and they feel a lot of recognition, but they are still thinking, well, I'm, I'm not sure for those people. I have a free quiz on my website. Uh, the HSP quiz and, and you can just take it. It's, it's free. It has a lot of questions. And in the end, it will tell you if you are a highly sensitive person, yes or no, uh, or and, and what likelihood. And I also have a checklist you can download if you're not a quiz fan and you just want a list that you can check. That is also an option and you will find them on my website. Um, another step you could do is check out uh, the things that I am already sharing. I've written a lot of articles about it. I've uh, an H a YouTube channel called HSP TV, where I do weekly broadcasts about uh, a lot of things pertaining to high sensitivity and I answer questions from people. So if you're listening or watching this and, and you feel like, oh, is this something that's a part of it or, or uh, how do I handle this type of thing? Then just send me these questions because yeah. I always need new topics for my weekly sessions. So all these questions are, are wonderful. And I share that then for free to help so many people discover who they are because I, I don't like boxes and I don't like labels. I hate them actually. But figuring out or finding out that I'm a highly sensitive person and what that means for me in my life, this has changed my life for the better. I could not have become the person I am now and being this happy if I hadn't discovered that I'm a highly sensitive person. So for me, it's not about labeling. Yeah. It's not about putting you in a box, but it's about teaching you um, to be proud of yourself and to utilize your natural born gifts and talents that you have. And then just creating this life for yourself that you just love living. Yeah. That's awesome. what it's about. You really blew my mind. <laughs> I didn't expect that. I didn't, I knew, um, I knew there was, this was going to be really impactful for a lot of people. I didn't realize I was going to so closely connect with, with it. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. All right. So, um, I, I'm absolutely speechless. I'm so excited that you decided to come on the show and to have you here as a guest. And I cannot wait for people to hear this, recognize themselves, and then um, reach out to you. So I, guys, I'm going to have all of the um, links in the show notes. The unicorn page will also have all of your links. And um, I encourage anyone to go and seek support and um, figure out how you can live your best life as an HSP. Yes, you know, it's it's so rewarding to just discover things about yourself. Yes. No matter who you think you are, just getting to know yourself better is setting yourself up for success in your life, no matter what type of person you are. And if any of what we talked about resonates with you and you just want to talk, you know, I have this button on my website, it's in the corner, it's big, it's red, and it offers a free call. So a free Zoom call with everybody that just wants to discover if they are a highly sensitive person or an intuitive person or an empath person and, and how they can create a life for themselves that they love to have as well. Well, thank you so much, Barbara. I um, Guys, come back next Sunday. We will have another episode, but uh, until then, I will talk to you soon.
So I'm sure as you guys were listening, you realized I was kind of freaking out a little bit. Everything that Barbara was saying, I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. Oh yeah, I get that. That makes sense. Oh wow. So I want to know, did you guys have the same reaction? How many HSPs did we discover today? Come find me on Instagram, leave a comment on Apple iTunes. Let me know what your experience was. If you want to get in contact with Barbara, go check her out. I have her links in the show notes, or you can visit thetribeofunicorns.com. She has a unicorn page there, and you can get the support you need to live your best life with Barbara. Come back next week, and we will have another fresh episode for you. Have a great day. Enjoy your awesome week and make it amazing. Mm -hmm.